From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in returning, as planned, Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this special Nicest of 2018 episode, we review a list of the nicest games we've played over the last year, and go over what we're looking forward to playing and working on in 2019. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start. Still got it. <laughs> <laughs> one take. <laughs> as far as our fans know. Yeah, that was one take, though. <laughs> Steven, don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> one take, like always. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we're back after an eight-week hiatus. Some of you didn't believe, and now we're back anyway. So. <laughs> um, and uh, someone else is also here with us. Hi, I'm Ellen. <laughs> I too make nice games. <laughs> oh, I've been on the show before. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. we're glad to have you. And um, you're here partly because uh, Ellen is on the Widget Satchel team mm-hmm. uh, doing level design and QA and a bunch of other fun stuff for us. And uh, we figured like it would just be a waste to not have her on the show. Um, we're going to have her on the next show we're going to do. You'll hear in two weeks where we talk all about what we did on our winter break. Yes. Um, which is working on Widget Satchel for the most part. And Ellen was a huge part of that. So we're glad to have her here uh, for that episode, but also for this one, of course, because she has some nicest as well. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> I like nice games as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll have that episode coming up. But um, in next week, we're going to have something in order for our schedules to all align <laughs> because, you know, it's calendar math. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're, we're finally going to release this mini episode that Martha has been teasing for three or four months now. Yeah, I feel like now everyone has way too much anticipation about it. Well, no, because you probably don't remember I talked about it, but still. Yeah, Yeah, so the mini episode is part of an episode that uh, we had to cut out. Yeah, I had to cut out part of an episode because it was way too long, but the stuff we talked about was super interesting. And I'm like, we don't want to lose this. Um, So it's become a mini episode that you'll hear next week. I mean, Martha's putting a real good spin on it. It's mostly just me yattering on and on about <laughs> Sega console. Um, but it, uh, but Martha found, uh, Martha uh, deigned not to throw it away. So if you call yourself a true Sega fan, but you'd listen to this episode. Yeah. Just so, saying. So stay tuned for that next week. And then after that, we'll have our uh, winter break episode. And yeah. then it's just back to normal for us guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see if we can, uh, you know, we're not as rusty as we might feel in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's news coming up. Um, Stephen, what's happening this next weekend? Yes. Uh, wait, what's that? Oh, we're going to PodCon. Yeah. Hey, PodCon! We're going to PodCon. PodCon 2, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Martha, talk about stuff that's going to be happening at PodCon that knock people's socks. We're just on. passing the ball around. <laughs> what's happening at PodCon? Well, there's going to be lots of, lots of sessions about how to do podcasts good yes. and um, lots of like live shows of famous podcasts and then workshops with some of those people, and I got in the one with Justin McRoy, and I'm very excited. Yeah. That's an understatement, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm also terrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's these little roundtable things. Martha, you just put your name in a hat, and they drew them out, and it's like, what, uh, 12 people yeah. got, got into this thing? So it's going to be a little intimate conversation you get to have with one of your heroes. Yeah, I'm, That's so I'm exciting. very excited. <laughs> Make sure to hand yeah. up a flyer. You got, you got to hustle for the show. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do whatever seems appropriate at the moment. Because <laughs> I'm a fair. professional. <laughs> sounds like a good plan. That's good. That's good. 
And then the week after is the Global Game Jam. That's right. Yes, we're going to be real busy. That is uh, January 26th, 25th, a Friday, 25th through the 27th. Yes. And um, Global Game Jam. So wherever you are in the world, if you're hearing this, you can be part of that too. Mm -hmm. And if you're in our local community, you can be part of the local uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul site, which was, uh, as we're recording, was just figured out, finally booked. Yes. Um, There was a whole lots of crazy stuff. And Ava and the Glitch team just like worked worked so so hard. hard to like figure it out for everybody and get a location where we could have hundreds of people come together and work on a games for a weekend. And mm-hmm. we're going to be at the local uh, PBS affiliate. They have this, an amazing studio space. GlitchCon was held there this last year as well. And there's a cool partnership that, that Glitch and, and the TPT have been having. And uh, that continues now with, with uh, them hosting uh, Global Game Jam. So it's really exciting. Yeah. So if you've been waiting to hear about like what's happening with Global, Global Game Jam, where, where can I sign up now? Go sign up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, we have a link uh, on our, in our notes about this. Yes. The Eventbrite. Because I don't, we don't have a website right now. Because everything is, uh, you know, trying to we're trying to get it, get people to see it, get people to know it's happening. Yeah. So so sign up. Yeah, it's uh, twenty five dollars for students, thirty for uh, everyone else, um, and that gets you like access to the space for the whole forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. You can leave your stuff. It's safe, and just the um, the support of the community. It's like it's worth it at twice the price. Um, and if you uh, don't. Can't afford that. There's also some diversity tickets. That's available. right. That's right. So. There's a, there's a I think a, a a couple dozen like scholarship style. Yeah, you can if you if you've got some uh, financial issues or there is any of the reasons. And those details are available. I imagine we can put those. In just, the it's a ticket choice on, on the Eventbrite. Oh, no, okay. no questions asked. Oh, so. nice. Okay, that's really cool. Um, so if that's you, take advantage, um, and we'll see you there. For the year in review, <laughs> <laughs> Nice Games Club 2018. <laughs> Martha, we have a limit four people per nicest episode. Uh, <laughs> you can't barge in here every year. <laughs> well, Martha's still excited to hear about all the games. I hear there is a sports game in the lineup. Oh, yeah? So, uh, we'll hear about that later. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> So we have our own favorites, or rather nicest, we're going to talk about, but also a bunch of stuff from the local community, Minneapolis-St. Paul, Twin Cities uh, game devs, put out games this year. Yes. Steven, you've got a list. So many games. I, I was surprised that like these all came out this year, because this, this year felt really long, in like a good way. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> in a good way, in a bad way. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, so here's the list. Cloudbreaker came out. Yo. Yeah. Um, Number one. <laughs> Stop talking. End of list. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, also uh, Verdant Skies and uh, Newt One. They came out around the, they came out on the week, same right? day, pretty much. Was it? Yeah, pretty much something like that. The same week for sure. Yeah. Um, Jaggernaut's out. It's also out on Switch. It's out on PC too, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, Optica came out. It's, it was out on mobile. It's out on uh, Steam as well. And that was published by Glitch. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. So that's particularly close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, RJ does VR. Is a local Oculus Go developer. Yeah, we have a local VR developer who joined the community relatively recently, mm-hmm. and uh, not everyone knows him, but he's really prolific and very nice and very cool. And uh, he's a, a very, uh, um, a very active Oculus Go developer. And he put out he's got three games right now. Uh, one, Hardlight Blade, that came out I think in May, um, came out this year. Uh, he's got another one called Asimov, which is uh, it launched in early access, so that's available. And then uh, the third title is called Fire Zone, uh, and that's a FPS. Um, and that is uh, that should be out soonish, I guess. I'm, the, his rumblings have said that it's it's uh, preparing to be released very shortly. So 
Um, if you're into local VR, um, a lot of the local VR, uh, a lot of VR in general is experimental, right? And the uh-huh. thing about RJ is that he's making products and releasing them. And that's really awesome. And so uh, check those out. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, there are some board games and card games that were released. Root, for example, made by... Uh, Leader Games. Leader Games, thank you. That thing was a worldwide smash. Yeah, it's, it's huge. We went, uh, Stephen, you and I went to Gen Con this year, the mm-hmm. big board game convention, and Root was like the, the talk of the show. Yeah, they sold out on the games that they brought like yeah. in a day or something. Yeah, it it's kind of, kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, Vast and Mysterious Manor came out. Um, this year, that's an is that an expansion or a sequel to Vast? Uh, I believe it's a the Crystal Caverns. Yeah, and that's also by Leader Games. Yes, it's also by Leader um, Games. And they very sort of, I think they've done a bunch of Kickstarters and uh, very quickly. I mean, in the scale of these things, became mm-hmm. a big big player in board games. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. Leader Games is huge. Uh, also, Squirmish, made by your friend, right, Mark? Yeah, Stephen Stwally. He was he sat next to me at my old day job, um, and we worked on uh, uh, ads for Best Buy together. <laughs> and um, he put out, he showed me the prototype of his his. Uh, he did this sort of like uh, on demand printing of this game he called Squirmish. It's the game of battling beasties. It's a it's a, a kids card game. But it's actually really fun for all ages. Um, you sort of lay your monster cards. It's sort of like um, like Pokemon or like Garbage Pail Kids, actually. It's, it's more as <laughs> the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You, you, you lay your card down, and they're one of a set, and they have powers. And then you, the, your opponent lays a card next to it physically on the board, and they attack in different directions. So it's kind of a tactics game almost. Uh, they're a very simple rule set, very easy for kids to play, but there's some strategy for it for, for, for uh, older folks as well. And the art is amazing. Uh, um, um, Steven is an illustrator, and that's his main thing. And he, he uh, created all these amazing characters, just like like uh, cute monsters. They're very, very adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he got it published uh, this year. And it was at Gen Con as well. Yeah, it was. Um, and it's been doing really well. It's been getting a lot of good notices. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a, a success uh, uh, financially as well. He's going to do expansions for it. And it, it's, like, it's a brand now for it. And kids love it. It has fans. It's really cool. And a lot of it is just because of his amazing artwork. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll put some links into the show notes. For yeah, that. for sure. Um, and Ellen, you brought up a game called Too Many Bones Undertow. It's an expansion, right, for Too Many Bones? Yeah, it's a standalone sequel slash expansion okay. to the original game, Too Many Bones, ah. um, which I'm not super familiar with, but it's by Chip Theory Games, and it's got some of the most amazing box design I've ever seen, which is not to say that the gameplay isn't you know isn't great. The gameplay is amazing, but... Um, you got to get people in the door, though. Yeah. And that box art will do it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I've already, had, I've already had a few people hooked on it. They haven't even played it. They just helped me unbox the thing. And oh, like, wow. We've got to play this. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense. I mean, you put so much time into the, just the physical assets. Like, yeah. It says something for how much time you put into the game overall. So mm-hmm. it's pretty sure. cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this list is not exhaustive. There's probably games that came out locally that we didn't hear about. So let yeah, us know at, if that was the case. As we as this community gets more and more active, mm-hmm. it, we I think things will start to escape our notice. Right. And I feel kind of bad about it, but it's also that's kind of great, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's getting bigger than we can keep track of. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. But let us know if we've missed anything and your game came out and you want to yell at us for not not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's time for the best games of So these are not the best games. Right. These are the ones we've deemed the nicest, mm-hmm. which means ones we have fond appreciation for, have played, and uh, are thinking of right now. So it's not, yeah. it's not exhaustive <laughs> of any kind. Mm-hmm. But they're just some games we wanted to talk about. So yeah. uh, Martha, why don't you take it off? Yeah. So uh, I have to make a confession. Yeah. Because... 
I've been known as the person who doesn't like platformers and also doesn't like mastery or like really hard challenges in games. Mm -hmm. But my first nicest game is Celeste. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I can no longer hold either of those titles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that game I've heard is extremely hard. Oh my God, it is so frustrating. Oh wow! So it's this uh, platformer, super, super cute art, uh, like pixel art, and it's very precise like every room you have to get through you have to do like very precise jumps and the only like there's very simple mechanics your character can jump and then they can do one dash Mm -hmm. or one double jump okay um and that's pretty much it and then each stage introduces new environmental puzzles that go with that Mm -hmm. um but it's pretty like the the core mechanics themselves are very simple so yeah i've been um, meaning to check it out Oh. I keep hearing good things about it, but I just haven't gotten a chance to. Just like the art is so good and mm. the music is so good and oh. the story is so good <laughs> yeah. and it all comes together and it's so great <laughs> and it's so frustrating and I hate it so much. <laughs> 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 but every time like I will try to get through a room like like and die like 200 times and it keeps track of how many times you've died. And mm. every time you start the game, it will tell you like how many thousands of times you've died. Oh, um, <laughs> Uh, and I've gotten at least 2,000 deaths at this point. But mm-hmm. like really frustrating part is like sometimes I'll be it, like really good beginner's luck and get through like almost all the way through a room yeah. uh, without dying and then die on the last part of it. Oh. And then you have to go back to the beginning of the room and then I start messing up the things that I had gotten at first. Uh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> but then when you finally reach the end yeah. or if you finally get that strawberry you've been trying to collect the whole time, it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, and we, sh- oh. we should revisit Mastery again because now, now you're on my side. <laughs> I have allies. Begrudgingly. <laughs> it's a good game. You should all play it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the music particularly. I haven't played it yet and I've been really meaning to because it seems like totally my jam. But um, the thing that... that um, I'm really impressed with is when I ever hear a little bit of that music, it's amazing. Absolutely incredible. We could put a clip right here. We could. We could do it right here. (laughs) It's happening now. I really want to know how many deaths you get to by the time you're done with it. Yeah, I'm I'm at the last level um, or the last like stage. Mm-hmm. At least I think it's the last stage. So I will let you know when I finish it. Awesome. <laughs> so my second game is the Nintendo Labo, which oh. I forgot came out this year, but it did. Yeah, <laughs> and it's great. Uh, basically, what it is is um, a lot bunch of cardboard that you put together and. Then you put like switch controllers in it and you can play all these games with the physical thing and you can get, there's two different, I actually think there's three kits out now. Originally yeah, they did a new one recently, right? Yeah. I only have the first kit that had like a bunch of sample or things in it. So um, there was a fishing rod that you <laughs> put together and then like you could play this fishing game and my little cousins got super into that because they like 
like real fishing. And so when they can't go fishing, they played this game and it was really, really cool because they loved it. They really loved it. The one thing though <laughs> is I got kind of like frustrated doing stuff with them because I wanted to put it together and I didn't want them to put it together. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty great. I want to get the robot one. Uh, it's like the perfect meld of video games plus crafts. And yeah. those are my two favorite things. So I uh, highly recommend. Nice. Well, Ellen. Hey. It's the floor is yours. <laughs> what are your nicest of 2018? Yeah. So my, uh, my two favorite games of 2018 were not necessarily released in 2018, uh-huh. but the ones that I played in 2018. Not necessarily or not? I don't think they were. I just haven't double checked. <laughs> I haven't double checked. Right. Uh, so the first one is not, it's not a video game. It's um, the Fate Core System, mm-hmm. oh. uh, which I have a copy of the book right here yeah. by Evil Hat Productions. Um, and I ran a campaign for uh, my D&D group because we had taken a little hiatus over a period and... Um, so we decided to play Fate Core instead. So we did the whole thing from scratch. We built our own world. We built our own characters all together collaboratively. And it was super cool. So this is this is a set of mechanics and you do all the world building yourself? Yeah, that's an option. Um, yeah. I think there, there are some some pre-built settings and, and whatnot sure. you can get. But the, the game system is structured in a way where you can just sit down with a group of people and start world building together. Cool. And so we ended up coming up with this crazy idea of like this intergalactic fleet that was stuck in the you know, the void between galaxies mm-hmm. and oh, snap. yeah, that and sounds intense. little Battlestar Galactica. But then I made everyone speak in a Boston accent, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which no one could do well, even better. <laughs> so it, it was pretty funny. It ended up pretty being pretty funny. Just a fleet of Southies. Just <laughs> <laughs> basically. Um, and then, so that was one of them. And then the second one, um, my second 2018 game was Pyre. Yeah. And sports. it is sports, <laughs> but it's also visual novel. It was just so different from anything else I've played. And I, and I really loved it. But this, I'm hearing kind of echoes of your of your opinion of Celeste, Martha, because I really loved it. And I also was so frustrated <laughs> by it. <laughs> and this is the first game I've ever had to turn the difficulty down. And I that really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just like the there's the Pyre game that you that you buy and you play. And then there's the Pyre Ball, which is this game that's part of the story. And the, I don't play a lot of sports games. I don't necessarily dislike sports games. I just, you know, if I'm going to play a video game, if I wanted to do sports, I could just play the sports. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, okay, if I want to do sports, I'll just play that game. I'll play the game of football. I won't. I didn't really (laughs) bad it. I don't know the rules of football, but just as an example. Um, But so I tried it out because I love everything by Supergiant. Mm-hmm. And the story was amazing and the art was amazing. And the way that the the Pyreball game interacted with the choices that you have to make um, as a player about the other characters was really cool. Oh, and interesting. Led, yeah, it was really cool. And it led to some really, um, a lot of emotional tension because you get, you get attached to characters and mm. stuff happens to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that game was really hard to learn. <laughs> the Pyreball game... Um, and so I ended up feeling like I didn't quite have as much control as I normally want with the game, but mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked that. I liked that because mm-hmm. it was just a challenging experience and challenging doesn't mean bad. Challenging can mean good. And that's why Pyre is one of my top from cool. 2018. It's interesting you talk about the, the, the things that hooked you in it that are just apart from the mechanics. 
Because I like when I saw that game for the first time, it left a really bad impression on me, mm-hmm. and I so I never really gave it a chance. It just didn't seem my thing at all. But all the things you're talking about were stuff I never had any hint of. Um, so I, maybe I dismissed it too, too early. I don't know. I mean, and I, I just I think I think another thing that makes me really like the game is just that it's so different, and I really yeah. appreciate when um, when designers and developers like take risks that way mm-hmm. um, and try something that's completely new. And I I think they I think they pulled it off. I don't think it's a game that necessarily everyone would like, but I do think it's a game that a lot of people should try yeah. just to see and what they were what they were able to accomplish with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll experience you know some of the frustration that I had <laughs> trying to pass that ball. <laughs> around the field nice uh, well I'm up next um, Steven you put a note in here that I did not pick a Star Trek game this year yes that, that's a first for nicest episodes <laughs> it is yeah um, but I don't think there were any Star Trek games that released this year yeah so I this guess this, that last year otherwise I totally would have yeah. <laughs> I don't know no I had I mean, this year has been um, it's been kind of difficult because I feel like I haven't played a lot of games mm. but I kind of say that every year but this year felt particularly true um, but there were two at the end of the year that I, were, were relatively memorable. And I've talked about it on the show before, uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Um, I could just call it Spider-Man, but I think it's officially it's Marvel Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. when, I don't know. <laughs> um, Sony's Marvel's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a crazy year in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? There were, th- there were three major motion pictures set with Spider-Man characters yeah. this year, or yep. in 2018, yep. and the video game. And there's going to be two more this upcoming year, mm-hmm. and three more are announced. Oh. Like it's, uh, Remember when we were all complaining about, like, oh, another Spider-Man movie? Now yeah. everyone's just like, more Spider-Man, please. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it's all been pretty good. It has. Right? It has. Um, but this game is uh, incredible. Like, um, I, I, I think I'm just going to repeat the things I said when I, you know, my first impressions when, when the game came out. But it is not new or novel or interesting in the way you'd expect like like a game like pyre right it's not there's like no new mechanics nothing there's no invention in this game really mm. but it's just an incredible it's the pinnacle of its form it is like everything about it is just polished and wonderful and it doesn't it 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 doesn't um pretend to be more than it is it just does its job well and i really really appreciate mm. that and it's like a fun story. It's a it's a pretty like middle of the road kind of action story with some character development. Not again, it doesn't hit the highs you'd want from a really unique tale or, or something really cra- crazy or doesn't have a lot of narrative flourishes that are like really interesting or novel. It just does a great job at what it is. And like I think too like there's something about there is something about reaching and failing. There's something noble in that. Mm-hmm. But there's also something about like about <laughs> adhering to a sort of a modest scope. Mm. And, and and then knocking it out of the park. And that's definitely what the Spider-Man game does. And, and ultimately, that makes the game just incredibly fun and uncompromising. Like, you just have a blast playing it. You want to do the next thing. And I, I talked about it on the show before, but I 100% of this game. I, got, I picked up all the little doodads in New York City, mm-hmm. which is not a, something I'm normally excited to do. Like, I will finish. Like, I got all the, 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 the shrines in Breath of the Wild, but I am not getting all those Korok seeds. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> you cannot pay me to do that. <laughs> um, but in Spider-Man, there was just enough stuff and each little collection thing had enough motivation. Every backpack you collected had a little like uh, trivia piece and stuff. And it wasn't even like, uh, it, it still was just dots on a map, right? It isn't that much different from the, like the Ubisoft collectathons. But somehow it was just super fun. Mm. And that's the thing that most impressed me about it is that like if on its face, it is not any different from an Assassin's Creed or Far Cry or any of those games. It's just so much more fun to play. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I don't know. That's that's my whole rant about it. Um, the DLC came out this fall. Um, I 100% all of that as well. 
Um, and I, that's the other thing is I, uh, I said this before, but I played on the spectacular difficulty setting. Oh, when yeah. I got the game, my first instinct was like, choose your difficulty. I'm like normal. Cause I'm always, I always play on normal. Cause like, I don't, cause I don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for some reason I was just decided like, I'll just try it on the super hardest mode and see. And I stuck with it and I've been really happy to do that. And so new game plus in that game has an extra, a higher difficulty. And I'm kind of tempted. Oh. I've never done a new game plus before because I'm just I've, I saw the story already. I don't yeah. need to see it again. Yeah. Um. And the video game stories are so slowly paced. Like I'll watch a movie again because yeah. it's two hours. But a video game story is too long yeah. for me to do again. But um. But I might because I really enjoyed the challenge uh, of of this game mm-hmm. of doing the combos because it's much more um it's much more st- strategic than finger twitchy um like other games of its type are. So we'll see. Check back with me a little bit later. Uh, my cool. other game, uh, also at the end of the year, uh, The Return of the Obra Dinn. Yeah, um, I've heard good things about this Yeah, one. that game looks so good. Yeah, this game, um, I'm not going to say anything new about it that people have not already said. It, it got a lot of buzz and uh, uh, well-deserved. Um, so I almost want to talk about the things I didn't like about it. Because ah. I think um, there were a lot, there's a lot of things I would very critical, I feel very critically about a lot of elements of it mm-hmm. in a way that makes me appreciate what it does well. Um, so um, it's made by Lucas Pope, who f- very famously did Papers, Please. Mm-hmm. And Papers, Please is one of those things that's a perfect um, synthesis of, of narrative and, and mechanic, right? Um, it really, and, and about like character empathy and, and just an amazing achievement of that. Oberdin is not that even a little bit. Mm. Its narrative is stupid. <laughs> like it's just straight up stupid. Mm. Its mechanics are like out of this world incredible um, in that it is entirely a game that that uh, the mechanics of, of the experience exist outside the controls of the game. Um, you don't, you know, you have this book that you enter in. So, okay, to, I, enough people have heard about this, but I'll, I'll recap it. Okay. So, Oberdin is a game where you play as an insurance uh, adjuster, and uh, this this sort of ghost ship uh, comes into harbor, and you are sent to find out what happened on this ship, and you're given this magical pocket watch for some reason. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing about it's, it. It's standard issue for all insurance. Yeah, adjusters. basically. <laughs> And whenever you see a body or like a or like a, a, a remnant of a, like a bone or a, a flap of skin or something on the on the ship, okay. it gets pretty gruesome. Yeah, um, you're able to use this watch to go back in time and and pin and see the moment of that person's death. Mm. So you hear a little dialogue over a black screen that sort of that leads up to the moment of death, and then something happens, and then snap, you're now in this scene, and you walk around it in 3D. And it's just time frozen. And this is a great way of a one-person developer maximizing their talents because yeah. there's no animation in this game. Mm. But it still feels like a very active, um, um, dynamic game. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're stuck in this exact moment of time someone dies. So the first couple of ones, you're like, oh, that guy got a bullet to the face. I know what killed him. <laughs> and I even know who killed him. That guy who's shooting at him. <laughs> like, and the goal is to get is to discover the fate of all six, 60 members of the Obra Dinn. 60 of them? Yeah, a crewman, uh, passengers... Um and and and, uh, and a, a variety of people and then like you know half of them are just like uh, they all have names and they all have histories mm-hmm. um and and you see every one of their deaths mm-hmm. um and some of them actually you don't actually see all their deaths because some of them are, are listed as missing and you have to find out what they do anyway so I'm rambling about it but the goal then is you have to figure out who these people are what their names are who killed who it's like it's clue on steroids huh. um and all of that happens on the couch. Right. Yeah, yeah. None of it happens in the game. It's all they present this stuff to you, and you have to think about it, and then you just enter it into the, your 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 ledger. And oh, okay. uh, the the most interesting mechanic that is part of the game, or part of the control system, or part of the actual like you know uh, program, is the way that it validates your guesses. So the each fate has a, a person's name, 
Um, and then you have to identify them on a, um, you have to identify the photo of them in, in, mm. a, in a, an illustration. Okay. Um, how they died and, and if someone killed them, who killed them, right? And if, you're, if you get all that right, uh, when you make the guess, nothing happens. But if you, if you keep making guesses and three of them are right, any three of them are all, all right, then the game stops and tells you, hey, you got three fates correct. Mm. And there's no narrative uh, uh, framework to this. It, it, it almost like a, a, just a narrator tells you, yeah, you got three more. Good job. And then, then they, they become uh, like locked into your book. So the thing is, you could brute force this game, yeah. but there's so many permutations that's impossible. It's literally, it's pretty much impossible to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, what's nice about it is that as you progress through it, you're always feeling like you don't totally know, and you have to make a bunch of wild guesses like, I don't know that person, but he's always with that guy. So I know that guy's name. And so, and he is the ship's something or other. So he might be the assistant, or maybe he's like the next, or whatever. So you could make yeah. a lot of these deductions ah. that are not given to you uh, uh, necessarily through the through the what you see, you have to sort of like use your sort of like r- r- common knowledge of it. Yeah. So all this is amazing. the The reason that I, I criticize the story though is that basically it's this like series of grisly murders, murders where this uh, sixty people all one kill. It's like a chain of murders. One person kills another one, mm-hmm. and because it, they the puzzles need to be interesting, you'll see someone's death, and you'll be like, "Oh, that guy hit him with a club." But then the more you re- re- uh, move it, you're like, "Oh no." He didn't die in that moment. I'm not watching his death. I'm watching that guy's death around the corner who, wow. who, who just died from a sickness that happened to him earlier. This guy doesn't die till later, and someone else actually like, stabbed him later. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, oh. So there's a lot of little pieces to determine, and it's all just complete B-movie farce. Like, it, and a lot of it's kind of comedy too. Mm-hmm. Like the what you the sort of things you expect. There's a great one where you see someone's death and in this kind of weird pose, and then you look at the illustrations of all, all the thing to find out who it is. And the way he's drawn, he's like dancing on the. Uh, it's like an illustration of everyone having a good time, mm-hmm. and he's in the exact same pose oh. in the drawing. And oh. It's just kind of like funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so there's lots of opportunities to really sort of enjoy that that part of it. But at, taken as a story, it's the stupidest thing in the whole world. <laughs> There's some supernatural elements and it gets kind of crazy, mm-hmm. um, but it's absolute blast to play. It's it's very much like Mist in that way, except with grisly murders. And I played it with my wife, um, and we just played it over three sessions, sitting on the couch, um, yelling at each other about like who that guy is because we didn't know his name yet. It's like it's Captain Crunch Hat. <laughs> <laughs> like we had to give we had to give everyone nicknames and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I recommend playing with a friend, um, but I've heard it's great to play on your own with a notebook as well. Um, so yeah, I love that game. And I think that I, I do want more games like that, which are, which have enough, uh, interesting, um, uh, uh, um, uh, like UX, mm-hmm. but are, but feel the game happens in your head. I, yeah. I love, I love that. Um, and that was something that like very few games have done, uh, since the old, you know, the sort of the missed era of adventure games. And this game isn't even, co- it's sometimes compared to that, but it really feels new to a lot of people. Um, and, and that is really exciting. Cool. So. Cool. Yeah, very pumped. Awesome. Uh, I feel like my games are boring because you probably can predict them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see them right here on the sheet. So. <laughs> That's Steven is on brand this I time. Am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I picked two fighting games. Shocker. Um, now, did you pick them because that's your brand? Or no, I picked genuinely them. the ones. Yeah, because I, I mean, okay, so my games are Soul Calibur 6 and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Obviously, because. These games are amazing. Yeah. And I love them. But you were hype all year for both of those. I so. was so hyped. Yeah. Them. Oh, man. Y'all should have seen me when I was at work. I just, I could barely concentrate on the day that like 
uh, Soul Calibur was going to come out. I was like, why am I even here? I don't want to be here. This game. Uh, and I had to wait longer, too, because I, I couldn't play it without my brother because he would basically, you know, not acknowledge me as his brother, as his brother anymore if I played it before him. So yeah. <laughs> I had to wait for him, and, that, and I didn't get to play it until... Anyways, uh, <laughs> it was a whole thing. Um, but I picked these games because, well, also they came out more recently. But yeah. um, another game that I was really anticipating, Kirby, uh, Kirby Star Allies, I really liked that game, too. Yeah, but I don't think I liked it as much as these two games um, because I, I I didn't find the gameplay as much fun as like the nostalgia trip. Mm-hmm. That was the best part of that game, sure. For me personally. Um. So, anyways, I picked Soul Calibur Six. It's really great. It's got a good. It actually, I really enjoyed the single player aspect of it. You get to like create your own character, and then you like travel um, through like a map, and you fight people, of course. But like you fight. <laughs> Um, but like you, you, there's like a whole story that is involved in it, and like it kind of feels like your your character doesn't do a lot, but still grows. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt I I felt myself getting attached to the character I made Neat. during it, which was really cool. I I really enjoyed that aspect. The gameplay of it is, I think it's the best little caliber uh, game um, that I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't. I'm different because like I started with Soul Calibur Four, and not a lot of people like that one, and then moved on to Five, and not a lot of people like that one. But um, <laughs> Most people like Soul Calibur 2, um, but I think that this is a good combination of both like Soul Calibur 5 and Soul Calibur 2 mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, they added like the super moves and stuff in Soul Calibur 5, but like there's a lot of, it's a lot faster um, like Soul Calibur 2 was. So it's a very good game. Um, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, put Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on here, which is really cool because I called Nintendo out on that last year and they actually released the game. It was, <laughs> That's right. It was all you, Stephen. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it, this is my favorite Super Smash Brothers game for sure. I mean, they yeah. added all the characters back in that I, I that I missed, like Ice Climbers uh, and stuff. And wow, <laughs> I don't want Waluigi in Super Smash Brothers. You know, I gotta oh. I gotta like put my hand up for my boy Toad. Okay, like, people are like, why isn't Waluigi of like Toad? Yeah. He's like, I'd much he's one of the mains in like since the beginning of Mario Kart. Why is he not? A I character totally in much Smash? rather have Toad yeah. in than Waluigi. Yeah. Personally, I don't like Waluigi very much at all. He just feels like an excuse for Luigi to have a rival in, in Mario Party games. He literally is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear it for the that, story. Sure. Is they were gonna make a uh, a Wah version of Princess Peach? Yeah, uh, but they're like, nah, that feels weird. <laughs> so instead, well, there totally should be. I know, but instead they made Waluigi because they thought that was less weird. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo, everybody. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, man, I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, it's so it's so fun, and I, I actually like the spirits aspect of it too. Yeah, I'm surprised at how much I like the single player aspects of fighting games. I think in the past I've said on the show that like fight, the single player aspect of fighting games are a waste of time. But yeah, I've been playing them a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the single player of of um, Smash Bros is you play Kirby. Oh yeah. Well, I did actually play <laughs> so. Kirby basically the whole time. Like, as, soon as, as soon as you like unlock a new character, you can just switch from him, and you never have to oh, Kirby yeah. again. Um, but I ended up I, I main Kirby, so like I just played Kirby basically the whole time. Yeah. Until I had like difficulties or something because Kirby's late. But um, I really like the spirit aspect, the spirits mode because like you basically it kind of feels like they designed levels that are based off of characters that and like they tried as best as they could to like with with the mechanics of the game. Um, get the feel of what this character is. I really enjoyed that. Like, um, I think during the direct they talked about like the um, the Lakitu one, where like there was a you you fight against uh, one of the Koopalings, and then you fight little tiny Bowsers. 
<laughs> yeah. In addition, so you should maybe describe exactly what these yes. these challenges are. Yeah. Okay. So basically, you you uh, you just have to like normally it's just defeat the fighter, um, but the fighters are representations of of the spirits. So, like for example, which Galactus. are other even more minor characters yes, in all these like, franchises, like Galactus or yep. something like that. Um, and so in this one, I had to fight one of the Koopalings, um, but um, also there were little tiny Bowsers that would spawn, um, like a like a Lakitu would, you know, mm-hmm. Lakitus throw the little spinies. Um, and so I thought that was a really cool thing because, like, it it actually like a lot of those felt really creative. Some of them felt like a little, a few of them felt like like repeats. Yeah, because uh, like well, there's, there's only, so many. Right? Yeah, there's so many spirits. Yeah, and there's only so much you could do with some of these characters because some of them are just humans. <laughs> they don't have any blue-haired shit. humans that all look the same. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's criminal how many Fire Emblem characters are in Smash. <laughs> well, specifically the blue-haired swords people. Yeah, like there are other characters with axes and spears and flying Pegasus. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know. Like they have them. I don't play the Fire Emblem games, but like they could have no. picked those ones too. But mm-hmm. um, aside from that, I, I'm really enjoying the Smash Bros. because like I think it's. A it's extremely fun. Um, it's it's much faster than the last uh, Smash game. Um, I'm surprised how much I'm liking the speed of these newer games. I, I thought I was like slower games for the win, but yeah, things change. Well, that's the thing. I mean, melee fans. Yeah, melee is really fast. Yes, right, and yep. that's what people were didn't like about the later games. Mm-hmm. Um, not just nostalgia for melee, but like mechanically, that was the main difference. Right. So yeah, it's a little a closer to that, I guess. It, it is a lot closer. Um, some of the like I've been playing a lot of friends on it, and mm-hmm. people who played melee. A lot of their skills transferred into this new game, yeah, um, which was not the case with Brawl and uh, Super Smash Brothers Four. Yeah, um, uh, one of the other residents here at Glitch, uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. um, um, she brought her GameCube in to play Melee with everybody. Yeah, and then Charles, your brother, put up Ultimate, and she's like, "What's this all about?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she discovered We Fit Trainer, and she's like, "This is my favorite game now." <laughs> yeah. Although she was very salty when I beat her with Meta Knight. Oh. So. <laughs> That, yeah, take. Meta Knight's my main because it's pretty easy to play. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the new characters. Uh, Piranha Plant is in, which is that's great. cool. Yeah, I really like that. I'm, I I know people are like, oh man, I just got trolled by Nintendo, but like, I love those off off the wall ones, like We Fit Trainer, yeah. or or Piranha Plant. Those are great. Um, so yes, those are my games. Yeah, there's like a quality of dumbness that's just <laughs> yeah. really really awesome. Uh-huh, I know it's, it's, it's wonderful. I love it. There's this YouTube series that I, me and Dylan have been watching um, called Girlfriend Reviews, and it's mm-hmm. this girlfriend of a, a guy who plays a lot of games, and she just watches him play, but then makes a review of what it's like to watch someone play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did Super Smash Bros, and she made up this whole song like to go along with the, the theme music. Yeah. And it's so funny. It fits <laughs> with the game really well. And we'll link it in the show notes. But um, when she gets to Bayonetta, it, <laughs> she sings them. Um, Look at secretary with swords. <laughs> secretary with guns. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's good. All right. Does that cover 2018? That was all the games in 2018. There are no more games You're, in 2018. <laughs> it. Wrap it up. Stick it at the back of the closet. Yeah, move on. Yeah, it's time to move on. All right. It's 2019. Yeah. What's going on in 2019? That is a good question. Now the preview of 2019. <laughs> Martha, Mortho is going to be taking your transition duty. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to pawn it off on somebody. So, <laughs> um, so what, what games are we looking forward to in 2019? Uh, 
uh-huh. <laughs> ooplets <laughs> for the third year in a row. Yeah. Cough, cough. One, one day. Cough, cough. What's the, what's the latest on that game? Um, I don't know. They had to stop sending their newsletter for some reason because I don't know why. Did they get and then hacked? I didn't get on their new one. What? Did they get hacked? Oh, it's a new newsletter. Oh, okay. Or something. I don't know. It was some, they, for some reason, their email service like did something weird to them. So mm-hmm. they had to switch or something and I didn't end up getting on their new one. Um, but it seems like it's going well. Yeah. I don't know. They have a Steam preview page. Yeah. So. You know, that, I'm rooting for you guys. I'm yeah. really excited. <laughs> you know, that developer has spoken frequently about how motivating it's been to take a sort of uh, social media first uh, approach to that, mm-hmm. to that game. But I, I wonder if after all this time, they, re- they realize that like, we actually have to design this game. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, not to be, not to, 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 you know, start a sort of gossip, but it just feels like, I don't know, like maybe they just spent a lot of time designing things to look good on Twitter. Um, I hope that's not the case because it does seem like there are there is a core mechanic there that they've got. Yeah, but I actually haven't seen that demonstrated as much as I've seen like all the cute characters. Sure, um, I, I, I haven't really been following Ooplets, but maybe it's at the point where like the things that they're working on are not very flashy, and so they can't. Right, it might be like hibernation stuff. mode, and, yeah. and like that, and you know, now that they've gotten the goodwill, they can just hold on to that while yeah. they go up and work on the other stuff. Yeah, they might be deep into the code, and like yeah. none yeah. of that is really sexy stuff so (laughs) they posted a thing on the website oh okay Ah. 2018 review looks like they've gotten a lot of new mechanics in there awesome so that's exciting they're working on the battle system Mm -hmm. which yeah probably wouldn't be uh wouldn't be very exciting to look at right and that's (laughs) that's going to take a lot of internal testing and probably play testing and stuff that yeah isn't going to show off as well um but, uh, I'm but, still really excited. Ooh, and look, you can give do hairdos. <gasps> Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> um, but Martha, like, even if that game is just fine, <gasps> it's probably going to be great, right? <gasps> look at all the new, all of the new plants. We lost her. Oh my gosh, this plush ooblet. <laughs> oh, okay. see, that's what we want to do yep. for widget sales. Oh right? yeah, we do. Okay, okay, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm right. getting really excited. <laughs> <laughs> so the hype is still alive for you? Three yes. years in a row? Yes. Cool, cool. The other game that looks really cool is In the Valley of Gods. Yeah. It's by the same people who did Firewatch, which is an amazing game, but I am really scared of because it's a lot of suspense and that mm-hmm. freaks me out. But um, yeah, In the Valley of Gods looks really good just from their trailer. Um, it's about exploring egypt and being a photographer it looks like mm-hmm. so that's really cool yeah uh campo santo they were bought by valve no and they all they no. work they work out of valve's offices <laughs> no so one of two things will happen we'll either never see them again <laughs> uh, or that game will come out with a little extra support which might be nice but yeah. they, they've said that like you know it's not going to change our plans uh-huh um so we'll see but um uh jane nig who's uh the uh, um i think she's the art director on that game and she did stuff on Firewatch, and she was a um, one of the um, uh, 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 guild leaders for, ah, for one of the glitch that's right. uh, power leveling programs. Yeah. Um, I follow her on Twitter and see all of the, her updates, mm-hmm. and like it seems, it still seems very promising, Martha. So. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, I'm up. Uh, I'm interested in a couple of games. Another long running, long promised game, uh, Dreams. 
um, right. from Media Molecule. Um, it's basically a little big planet, but instead of making platformers, you can make literally anything your heart desires. Yeah, I've basically <laughs> just been joking because Dreams is, a, is really an engine, not a game. It pretty much is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, because the, it's amazing because Little Big Planet did turn into a game engine itself. Yeah, yeah. You can make top down racing games, Little Big Planet, mm-hmm. and people did. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I made like a. Uh, a um like a um a two player brawling game in oh. that in in that engine like cool. a long time ago like it was there's so much possibilities just by putting all that all the pieces together and dreams is basically that by design mm-hmm. instead of that as a consequence yeah and um I've seen it demoed at two GDCs in a row um Martha did were you there at the the day of the devs thing when they showed it off with me um. or was that the next year. Um, it was maybe in the next year. Yeah, I think it was the next year, so, but I think I've seen videos of it. Yeah, they, um, at, at this this event, they put on the uh, the latest demo, and they said, "Okay, you guys have all seen some of this stuff. Here's we're going to show you the 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 music sequencer." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "What?" <laughs> and basically, they just got up there and made like a bang and jam in like 15 minutes, <laughs> and that's what it was. It was just a like a, a music creation suite. Hmm. Um, and then all, it would also happen to then also as a consequence of making the music, you also made the music video. <laughs> But like, I'm just like, what is this game? Yeah. So I'm really excited about it because I love tools and I love playing with tools. Like I'm a Lego person. That's, mm-hmm. that's, those are the toys I like. So, um, the problem is, is like, I don't have time for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have my own things to make. Yeah. Like, <laughs> games and games and games. Like, I just want another Spider-Man, which is just, is what it is. You know, like, that's why, that's why you're I like just, that game so much. You're just going to have to make it in Because it asks smart. nothing of you, but this asks <laughs> yeah. so much of you. It, yeah, it asks yeah. a lot of your energy and creativity. Right. And as much as I love that, and I, you, I want to see kids playing this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and like not understanding the tools, but muddling through it and then slowly understanding it. Yeah. Like, I love, I love the idea of giving kids something that's a little bit more more than they need or want at the moment and hopefully this will be something that a lot of people will inspire them to to make music to make films to make games like it'll give them one of those the way hypercard was for me when i was young Mm -hmm. so that is really really exciting and i want to give this a shot and i'll probably buy it day one and play it for 15 minutes and then just decide i have no time for it and be happy with my purchase Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i I, that's kind of that's the that's the future i see with me in it but that's i'm i'm looking forward to it yeah um, more every year because it's bigger and crazier every year. Like it's, you find out what it really is. Yeah. Are, are we sure it's coming out in 2019? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one, one day then. Yeah. Yeah. That's the dream. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then there's <laughs> two, there's two Nintendo properties that I'm, I'm into. Uh, Luigi's Mansion three is um, it's announced, but uh, there's no date, but people they think killed it's... Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be for this game? <laughs> I don't know. I just like when he's all scared of ghosts. It's great. It's very charming. <laughs> um, and then Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah. Um, that is just one of the most charming looking things. That's coming out late March. Um, and I was just telling you guys before the show, I'm a little worried because we want Widget's Hatchel to come out in April. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, all the cute attention is going to be <laughs> gobbled up by Yoshi. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. we'll be on its coattails. Who, who's to say? That game does look so adorable. It does, it's amazing. Uh-huh. I watched, um, I watched like an hour and a half playthrough on yeah. like a Nintendo, uh, like a, a Nintendo Treehouse thing or something. Mm-hmm. Just like eyes glued to it. Just like, oh, so charming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But of course, the game I'm most anticipating in 2019 is Widget Satchel. Of course. The one that we will be releasing out yes. into the world. Yes. Um, very, very excited. We're all looking forward. That is on our list. We just didn't bring it up. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, oh, yes. My turn. Um, so I had a hard time thinking about this because I was like, I got everything I need. I have Super Smash Bros. I got some <laughs> caliber. Is there anything else? I'm pretty much good now. This is my life now. Yeah, I'm, I'm set. I don't need any more games ever. But, 
<laughs> but um, I thought about it more, and I was like, "Oh wait, Neo Two is coming out," and I really enjoyed the first game, mm-hmm. so I want that. But I, uh, it sounds like it's going to be on PS4 initially, anyway, so I might have to um, buy a PS4. Buy a PS4. That's I, I, there's some games on there that I yeah. wouldn't mind getting, anyways. There's that new what's it, The Last of Us Two. I liked watching The Last of Us. Yeah. I didn't really play it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so maybe I'll just have my brother play it and I'll watch him play it or something. Yeah. Um, that seems like a game a little bit too, uh, oh, too it, bone chilling. It is. You, it is. It very much is. That's yeah. part of why I don't want to play. <laughs> but yeah. watching it, I can just close my eyes while the dark stuff yeah. happens. Um, Martha, you got your eyes on a PS4 as well. I know because I can't even think about it because it makes me too sad that <laughs> the VR for Borderlands is out and I can't play it right now. And I, I need a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martha, if you just want to buy a copy of the game, you can borrow my PlayStation. Okay. <laughs> I might take you up on that offer. Yeah. <laughs> also, Maybe I'll show up to VR yeah. night. Yeah. It's going to be there. <laughs> um, also, can I cheat and put Smash Brothers DLC in here? Nope. Aw. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> then just Neo, I guess. <laughs> Wait, so it's just fighters, right? For the DLC? Yes. Oh, and, and some stages. Okay. They so, come in a little pack with a bunch of things. And yeah. I have songs no, and stuff too, right? Right, yeah. And I okay. have no idea who the characters are going to be except for the Joker they announced. But there's only going to be four of them, so half of them are announced. Right? Uh, no, there's five of them. Okay. Uh, excluding Piranha Plant. Oh, okay. So, so there's th- four so more there's, announced. There's so yeah, there's six total. Yeah. One of them is Piranha Plant, but Piranha Plant doesn't come with a stage and stuff. I think it's just Piranha Plant. And then Joker comes with stage and music. Right. And then I don't know who the other ones are. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll find. Wait, out. like Joker, like from Batman? No, Joker from uh Persona Five. Oh. Yeah. I, it was announced at the Game Awards. It was like one of the surprise mm-hmm. announcements. And I was yeah. like, I don't know anything about Persona 5. So. <laughs> I don't either. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about Persona 5. But I mean, mm-hmm. I'll play the character. Do you have any predictions? Uh, or maybe desires? I, I'm thinking that Monster Hunt, a Monster Hunter character will be in there. Because uh-huh. Rathalos mm-hmm. from Monster Hunter Games is in, as a boss, is in Smash. Which is oh. very strange. Yeah. Because it's the only boss that's represented that does not have a rep. Right. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a Monster Hunter thing. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Otherwise, I'm sure there are a bunch of rumors and stuff, but I try not to pay attention to those because yeah. they tend to be fake. Most right, of the right. Time. <laughs> One of the things that I'm trying to remember, it was it Sak- I think Sakurai said yeah. was that when they announced uh, Joker from Persona 5, mm-hmm. he said like, see, this is the kind of thing we're going for. The unexpected, not like the third tier Nintendo character you've been waiting 20 years for, yeah. but something new from a third party. I think, I mean, I'm embellishing, but that's mm-hmm. really what he meant, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. And so my, uh, it seems like it's going to be more like from far afield third parties, yeah. uh, less so from second or first party yeah. titles. And one of the cool things about Smash is that it's like uh, morphed into a celebration of all games instead of just a celebration of Nintendo. Yeah, games. something like maybe fifteen percent of characters are now third party. Right, maybe yeah. even more. I'm just guessing, but I, it's a lot. Something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but like, yeah, and it's changed. So, like, I think Sakura is probably trying to lead more in that direction. Yeah, that's why he's adding Persona Five characters and yeah. stuff like that. Like when you got like uh, uh, Bando Namkai and Sega, you're like, okay, fine. They don't. They're not really competitors in the same way that so- Sony or Microsoft is. But like, mm-hmm. then you you get enough of those third parties, and suddenly, and it starts to feel like a, a celebration of games. Right. You get closer and closer to being like. Maybe you can get some really big third-party characters yeah. from, like you know, uh, like you know, like an Ezio or or maybe even a Sony character. Like yeah. I wouldn't put it past Sony to just be game for that. Yeah, just you know? like you know, throw Crash Bandicoot in there. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm game. Right, let's do it. <laughs> <gasps> they yeah. could put a Borderlands character. <laughs> 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 yes, that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it's not the robot thing. I don't like See, that. that's the character <gasps> you want to put in. Oh, my God. 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 Uh, 
Vault100.exe. <laughs> Everyone gets bouncy. <laughs> and, and, and has a ship and uh, all the other things that Claptrap can make you do. That's oh. the name of Claptrap. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'm still here for it. Still my game of 2018. Yeah. <laughs> Even if Claptrap's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claptrap 2020. <laughs> yes. See, I'd be for like uh, Chell from Portal yeah. or Atlas and the other one, the, those oh, co-op yeah. robots. Mm-hmm. Like, that would, that would cool. be kind of fun. Yeah. Although Valve has no idea how to conduct a business. So, like, I, <laughs> I can't imagine those meetings even happening. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that would be so cool. Someone with a Portal gun. Oh, my gosh. That's hype. Cool. That's the, that's oh, the that thing be... about Smash that's interesting is like it, with all the characters they have now and like the, 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 the total focus on being able to balance those new mechanics, mm-hmm. they seem to be a little more daring yeah. than actually making totally new mechanics for those characters, yep. um, which is sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. That would melt my brain. A mortal gun in the middle of Smash would... <laughs> I would be weeping on the floor. <laughs> there, oh, go ahead. There was a speed run last night on games, because Gamestone Quick is happening right, right now while That's we're right. recording. Um, and it was a tool-assisted run of... Mario with a portal gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that it was like a demo or a ROM hack that came out yeah. last year or yeah. year before, maybe? That's cool that it got it didn't get uh, vanished from history. <laughs> I was just going to mention that game, actually. Oh, nice. Because oh, that's cool. what I mean by like my brain melting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up playing either Portal or Mario and losing it one or the other. Because <laughs> I would either play with a portal gun for so long that I would run out of time in the Mario level, or I would just play Mario and forget I had a portal gun. <laughs> But it it showed so much promise for someone who's more patient than I am yeah. to figure out how to use it. Mm-hmm. I, I should probably find a stream of that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. So, Ellen, what are, what are you looking forward to? Yeah. So I, I always um, I'm just a sucker for weird mechanics that are new, and mm-hmm. there's this amazing game that, to me, honestly, it seems like a game about grammar, um, but <laughs> but it's really not. It's called- I'm sold. <laughs> right. Well, I'll read the description. So it's the name of the game is Baba is You. And the art is adorable. So Baba is a little sheep, which it's a podcast, so I can't really show it to you right now, but we should, we'll link it on the, yes. on the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Baba is You is a puzzle game where the rules you have to follow in the game are present as blocks that you can interact with. So by n- manipulating them, you can change how the game works, repurpose things you find in the levels, and cause surprising interactions. So one of the things you can see in the demo videos is like you'll have this, this phrase on the on the game that says Baba is you, and mm-hmm. you can push the word you and say, like, Baba is rock. Oh. And then, like, or rock is you. Or yeah. Like yeah. And then you can move a rock around. You're no longer a sheep. You're the rock. Oh. So it's it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I want to see how this works. Also adorable art. But That's like, that's kind of like coding, too. It's like, yeah, a new reference. Ellen, I'm, st- I'm stealing that and adding it to my list. <laughs> you share. No, it's, we're sharing. We're sharing. We're nice here. Mark. Yes. <laughs> it's not stealing if you have my permission. Oh, okay, cool. But I'm also keeping it on my list. All right, fine. And there's probably only one copy of it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's one of them. And then the other one, um, I'm, okay, so I am looking forward to the... Alien Isolation sequel that's mm-hmm. coming out on mobile, and I will explain why right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> well, I'm sure that people have reactions to that sentence. Um, well, so I know that, that there's some controversy around that because the original game was you know, was um, PC, and I don't remember it was for console, but it was this very immersive experience where you're terrified and there's an alien, mm-hmm. you know, after you on the space station, and I loved that game. 
Um, so I was excited to hear about a sequel as well. And when I heard mobile, I'm like, hmm, can you do the same kind of experience? And I think that a lot of people have decided that you can't, but I would like to see how they tried it. Um, and and I am really interested in how devices who are, that are small or not devices at all. It's just really interesting to see how games can be designed for all sorts of different mediums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, a lot of mobile games are essentially just the recycled, you know, slot machines. Yeah. But not all of them are like that. And if you dig, you can find some really compelling experiences that come through on that small screen. So yeah. I'm not, I don't think it's impossible for them to pull off a great alien game on a mobile screen. And yeah. I'd like to see how they, how they, um, how they go about it. So I am looking forward to that just to see yeah. how it's executed and because alien is cool. <laughs> well, I'm looking at some of the details that have been, they're not a lot that are out, but yeah. it looks like it's going to be where you sort of manage the, um, um, the systems on a space station mm-hmm. to, to save crew members and read and, re- and redirect the alien. So it actually seems really perfectly suited for a mobile interactive kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of neat. I think the tension is going to be interesting because that's tension. the, that's the feature of alien isolation. Right. Exactly. And you can, I mean, that's, I think that might be one of the thing that one of the things that's missing from the conversations that have happened about it recently, or since the news came out about mm-hmm. the game um, being released next year is tension isn't, Tension doesn't come from 3D graphics. Right, right. It doesn't have to be dark and scary to be, yeah. Right. You can play the 3D game and have it not be tense. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, tension can be standing at a stoplight in the in dark of the night with somebody across the street. Mm-hmm. There, there could be no visuals in the game and it can have tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that it's on mobile doesn't mean that it won't feel tense like an alien right. game. And I'm really curious to see. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I'm excited to be scared. <laughs> so, cool. So yeah, those are my two. Uh, Baba's You and Alien Isolation mm-hmm. Two. Um. So, do we have any New Year's game dev resolution? Any anything at all? I think last year we talked about having a Steam page for Minnesota games, um, which is even oh, more yeah. appropriate now since seeing all those yeah, games yeah. released this last year. I'm forgetting that conversation, and I don't know what the mechanics of that are. Like, the, like a like a like a Steam community or so. However I think, they, I don't I know think how these that's what work. we were talking about. Yeah. I, I had I didn't listen to the episode before. Whatever it was, we didn't get around to it. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. But maybe this year. Yeah, it would be cool. The next sale would be cool to do a like a Minnesota games bundle or yeah. something. Mm. Well, you guys know I've long wanted to have like a a, a label sort of like um, like these are nice games, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's actually where nice games and nice games club comes from. It's the idea that. The ones from our community would be the nice games, but something like that. I've always wanted something like that, yeah. but it's like it's a little hard to organize. Everyone is so busy with actually getting their stuff done. Yeah. Like, you can't blame the, it us for not coming together. But like, it would be nice, uh, Stephen, if you want to spearhead that effort, just to just to something simple like you like a page, like you said. I really mean, nice. it'd be good to learn how to do that, anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good excuse. <laughs> well, we'll support you, but you have to do it. Okay. <laughs> How did that happen? He just said it first, so then... Yep, we, that's how it works. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've been here long enough. You know how things work. <laughs> the, the ancient art of not it. <laughs> I mean, that said, that we have listeners who could probably volunteer some time. Yeah. Uh, if you're out there hearing this and being like, I could do that, you guys don't need to bother, uh, please get in touch. Yes. <laughs> if you're out there thinking, not me, not me, not me, it's you. <laughs> Yeah, if you're like, this has to happen, I hope someone does it, then it's you. You got to do it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to work on my game for reals. Hey. Yeah. You were telling us a story about 
a particular uh, <laughs> motivation you've, you've suffered? Yes. At a family gathering, my cousins were like, hey, dad, guess what? Martha's making a game with us in it. Don't you remember you telling us that, Martha? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. Definitely have worked on that in the last six months. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, he's, uh, and their dad was like, Oh wow! Is it when? Are, when is it coming out? When, what platforms will it be on? I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and that's something else. Whenever you tell anyone you're working on a game, the first thing they ask is, "When is it coming out?" You're like, it's a game, so never. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's delayed till next year. Yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> Speaking of being delayed till next year. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> listeners who have, may have uh, good memories will know that at last year's nicest episode, I promised that I was going to finish Metro Nexus in 2018. Whoops. Um, <laughs> I don't even feel that bad about it because it uh, uh, Widget Satchel t- took its place. Mm-hmm. And we're almost done with Widget Satchel. Yeah. So I feel I, I feel perfectly comfortable with the, the change in plans. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do want to finish Metro Nexus mm-hmm. uh, very badly. Um, and in the meantime, it's kind of been amazing. So Widget Satchel, you may have heard us talk about, it's coming to consoles. It'll be on Switch. We're very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been, uh, Metro Nexus was a game that was developed with uh, technology that's not Unity. And it was not, there's no console targets for the, 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 the tools I had. And I started it so long ago that porting it to something new is not an option. So it was just like, you know what? It's going to be a PC game. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. But in the meantime, there have been some developments in that area on ah. getting some of that technology ported. So I'll have more to say about that when it's a little more concrete. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I, I, I do remember taking Metro Nexus to meetings at, 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 at events, yeah. to, like talking to Sony reps, talking to Nintendo reps, and then them, getting, them playing it and being excited and then yeah. having to tell them, I'm probably not coming to your console. Oh. Um, and I just kind of just internalized that. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, I, that way I, was, I didn't want to get my hopes up. I was yeah. like, you know what? I've heard of like crazy schemes to make this work, but like, you know what? I'm just one person, whatever. So it was mostly just, I, I went to these meetings and, and showed off Metronexus mostly as a way to get myself out there. Mm-hmm. And I, not that I didn't have any hopes for it, but it was going to always be a PC game. Yeah. Um, but things have changed a little bit. And a lot of that is because technology in the meantime has been developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in touch with some of the people who have helped the people on similar paths as, as my game. So um, I'm very, very excited. But I got to tamp that down because uh, Widget Satchel, as as close to done as it is, is not done. Mm-hmm. And so my resolution. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, Martha, that you are uh, 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 hard on yourself for not finishing that one piece of thing you have to get to me because there's so many more things I need to do. <laughs> you are not holding us up at all. <laughs> but um, but so my resolution, my reasonable resolution is that we're releasing Widget Satchel this year. We've already promised it a million times. So I feel pretty safe in saying that's that's what's happening. Yes. Yes, that is a good result. So get your wallets ready, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and your widgets. And yep. your <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But, I, you know, we've mentioned it uh, in, in passing, but I guess we can make it uh, a, a little uh, more clear. Um, we want to release it in April. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, I'm thinking the initial release will be PC and Switch. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Xbox and PlayStation 4 versions um, that have been sort of started on. And I think those... I'd like uh, just in terms of resources. Let's. We're, I'm going to say later in the year. Yeah. Um. I. I. I think it would be. A, I think it will be a really good game on PlayStation in particular. Mm-hmm. Um. But um. I. I don't want to. I don't want to do a big mo- simultaneous release. We don't have the capacity. For yeah. That. Um. Having experience doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I. I. I want to work on Vengeance again. Yeah. Um. I'm in fact uh, meeting with Charles and Lane. Tomorrow, yes, 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 yes. yesterday, <laughs> two days ago, yesterday, 
Because this comes out two, two days ago yesterday. Because this, this comes two out. Two days ago yesterday from when this episode comes out is today. Oh, what? <laughs> today is Saturday? Uh, anyways. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> Recently, I have met with Charles. You know, it wouldn't be nice games club without some calendar math. Yeah. <laughs> 2019, and we're still bad at it. Yep. <laughs> Oh, we're going to discuss what we want to do with Vengeance. Nice. Oh, I know we want to work on it. We want to finish. But we release it. Or give me a copy. <laughs> yeah, just let Mark play it. <laughs> Everybody wants to play yeah. it. And I feel bad because I want it out. But like, I'm different now and I'm like a different person. I'm not as urgent. I'm not as in a rush to get it out as I was. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> my resolution is to work on Vengeance. Yeah. Get it in a good state. Maybe release it. Okay. That's what I can say. I think that's reasonable. Okay, cool. Do you have any resolutions, Alan? I do. I was just thinking, you know, you can always blame the release date pushing on bad calendar math. That's true. <laughs> hey! Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's why I finished this. I don't know how calendars work. That's why. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> I mean, I clearly circled March 35th. <laughs> and it's not You there. all saw me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do have um, I do have resolutions and I said them before we recorded and I already forgot them so <laughs> not voting well uh, some of, so one of the things I really need to do um, because this has been a resolution I feel like annually for the last couple of years is I'm going to learn unity mm-hmm. um, and one of the things I think I'm going to do differently that will help me really do it this time is I'm going to try to find a study buddy because hey. nice. I have I have learned partially through working on widget satchel that I just need to have people to work with. It's just not fun if I'm not doing like if I'm not doing a creative effort with some with, just by myself. Yeah. I to I bore myself. I'm used to myself. I know everything <laughs> that I know. So um, it's a lot more rewarding to work with somebody to, to solve problems and to learn new things. So I yeah. just got to find someone who also wants to learn Unity mm-hmm. and can just you know figure it out. So that's one resolution. And then the other resolution is I want to do more game jams this year. Yeah. So Global Game Jam is coming up and I'm pumped for that. But I'm also just, you know, perusing the itch.io game jam website and just looking at all the cool stuff that's out there. So yeah. I'll also be, you know, tracking people down to participate in game jams um throughout the year. That's one of the things that I really love doing. It's uh-huh. just so cool it's to be able to sit down and say, Hey, here's our here are our constraints. You got this much time, you got these things that you've got to accomplish, what can we do? Um that's really rewarding. It's really satisfying. So that's number two. Oh gosh, I have too many. Um, <laughs> number three, and the last one is um, I would like the game lab to release a game. And just to back up a little bit, so I've been an instructional designer at a company called Allen Interactions for mm-hmm. several years, but that has changed now because we're doing a little bit of an innovation center within the company that we've called the game lab. And I'm leading that effort right now. So we have a few different games in development that are all focused on um, helping people learn things. And I want to release some of those this year, which is looking like it will happen. But kind of releasing the first thing is always really scary. So I want to I want to just set that bar there so I can yeah. be sure to meet it. And yeah. At least one of my three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cast a wide net. You're going to hit something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, you can expect us to uh, make some progress on all of that. And uh, as well, you get uh, more episodes of Nice Games Club. We're back on our regular schedule. And I think the hiatus worked out pretty well for us. We'll talk about that uh, in an upcoming episode. And we want to hear 
um, what you thought of our nice replays. Yeah. Because we we dug out some of our favorite old episodes. We played them again. And according to our listenership, they did pretty well. Uh, people didn't turn us off for these eight weeks. And so but we want to hear what people thought about that, about digging back and or letting us curate uh, your your uh, uh, time machine a little bit. So uh, let us know what you thought of those. Um, let us know if you'd like to maybe uh, us to maybe do that just as well, like maybe release re-release episodes hmm. in between others or something. Yeah. If that's something cool, because that's pretty low effort on our our half our behalf. And um, yeah, yeah, any any topics that you want for upcoming episodes, we'd yes. love to hear those too, or guests that you think would be cool um, to come on the show. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe we could just talk about all the things we need from you in 2019, which is uh, your thoughts, your feedback, as Martha said, your suggestions, um, and also uh, your support. Um, you know, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, tell your friends. Uh, tell your colleagues. Um, you know, we do. We have a pretty low. We have a pretty humming along promotional effort. We 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 uh, rely on our listeners to let other listeners know we're out there. Mm-hmm. So um, help us out in the new year, and hopefully we can we can help you as well with with what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So here's to a 2019, I guess. For all the Clintons we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is our show. Uh, as I already kind of recapped, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and give, give it a good review if you liked it or a nice like us. We know you're out there. So leave a review and I'm serious. Tell all your friends too. Uh, feedback form is still up, Stephen, right? Yes, it is. Nicegames.club slash feedback. That's a good place to get in touch with us. Martha, how else can they get in touch with us? Um, uh, emailing us um, at uh, <laughs> contact. Uh, contact at nicegames.club. And on Twitter. At Nice Games Club. All right. (laughs) Uh, Let us know how we're doing. Send us your topics. Ask us your questions, of course. You can find out more about the show and your nice hosts, as well as our nice guest, Ellen, and um, get all the links and notes from this and other episodes at nicegames.club. And so, until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Sounds like we have we a all, year ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of, of things to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's halfway through January. Yes. How many oh days? Oh my in god, it's again? halfway through January already? <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, is it? Oh no. How many days in January? So many. Forty? <laughs> At least. It's not halfway through January then. We've got time. Yeah, we're, we're As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 